Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jimmy, today we are going through Dragon Ball Z cover to cover. Cartoonist Kayfabe is partially brought to you by the Patreon, and the King Kayfabers on the Patreon have access to all of our videos before anybody else. They're also hanging out with us in a live stream recording uh, chat session as we record these videos so they get to see everything that we're talking about uh, very very early and uh, get the cheapest copies of the, the, the books and things that we're talking about before anybody else has that opportunity uh, we have 1500 plus videos in our filmography as we speak uh, several of those videos are about the great uh, Akira Toriyama including uh, the first chapters of Dragon Ball uh, some of his uh, other uh, singular works Sandland is another book that we talked about so check out those videos but furthermore we uh because we have 1500 videos we might have talked about your favorite comics so hit the search feature on the front page of the kayfabe youtube channel search for your favorite titles and check those videos out jimmy and i are going to be at both at bay apple con december 16th 2023 and without further ado jimmy Let's uh let's do our little cover overview dragon ball z cover to cover now when this book uh, was first released in uh, Japan. It's just Dragon Ball, for 42 volumes of the series called Dragon Ball. But there are two very distinct periods of, of Dragon Ball comics. And uh, what do we learn about the American comic industry, man? They're like uh, they, the kids like number ones. So when it when it has its pivot point, they call it Dragon Ball Z. And I think there's uh, bigger implications, like because I'm sure TV usurps viz comics so uh there were two shows in america there was the dragon ball z stuff and then there was dragon ball uh so what i wanted to do here i got I got my hands on all of the uh, tankobon of uh, of dragon ball z uh let's just check out these covers chat them up and have a conversation about uh the 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 uh sort of workflow of the mangaka because akira toriyama very famous for not uh, having many assistants. He had two or three assistants. And uh, every two months or so, two and a half months, a new Tankobon is coming out. But the series doesn't stop. The 17 pages that show up in Shonen Jump never go away. You know, Every month, he's doing about 60 to 70 pages of comics. So he has to do these covers while putting together the comic. And as you could see, there, and and this goes for most uh, Tankobon out there in, in Japan. The graphic design is is slapped together in a lot of ways. You know, it's just, just draw some kind of cool image, and uh, it's not about the bells and whistles. Do you think that he's like it goes through an editorial process the way that we see like a the actual manga go through? I think that it's it's much speedier, and uh, from what I know and understand, the mangaka that I talked to, when it's Tankobon time, you have an, uh, a sort of blank slate of opportunity. You could redraw pages, you could add pages, you could do whatever you want, but you have two weeks, you have a very, very finite short amount of time. And I don't think that uh, this thing is an institution, and most, and most Tankobon are, so the cover isn't going to make or break these series right that makes total sense to me and i can i can kind of see that clearly with these 
you're not going to suddenly get a new reader because volume five has a cover that people go, oh, let me jump on board here. Yeah. But there's still some kind of consideration, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's neat to see his art like this because they're very nice illustrations, all of them so far. Yeah. But from a sales standpoint, I have no idea, like, what's a value here? Totally. Uh, I believe that the color is probably more often than not uh, Copic markers. And sometimes you could clearly, clearly see he does a kind of cell shaded thing, but you could see uh, the bleed of the paper and you could see the edges of the marker sometimes when he's when he's doing his cell shaded stuff known for his vehicles and having like kawaii vehicles. You know, he's able to stretch them up and make them real kind of cute and, and, and round and curvy. And I'm assuming these like 21, 22, I'm, I'm sure the one in your hand is 23, that this is like the overall series numbering you know, combining Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z together. Could be. I, yeah, it's like 16 or 17 or maybe 18 of, of the first round. The videos are brought to you by the books that we make. And 2023 was and is a big year. 2024 is going to be just the same. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out there. About 75% of this print run has uh, been accounted for. So you guys have about 25% left of our, our stock to go. Scoop up that book if you see it. It's going to make an excellent gift. The X-Men Grand Design Trilogy comes out uh, November 14th. It collects all of my X-Men Grand Design works inside of one nice, handy, uh, soft cover. Scoop that up. There are three volumes of Red Room that are uh, completed. Two of them are out on the stands right now, the Antisocial Network and Trigger Warnings. But coming to you in early 2024 is Red Room Crypto Killers with dozens of pages of extra features and commentary in the back. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is coming to you at the end of November. Uh, it is a companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, you get both of these books. You have all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel comics to date. He's been self-publishing, and here you have True Crime Funnies, the black and white zine, 1986 zine. Go to Jimmy's website. Uh, he might be sold out right at the moment, but uh, you never know. He, he might have fresh stock, depending on when you're watching this video. And uh, Hulk Grand Design is Jimmy's contribution to the Grand Design mythology that we have created for Marvel Comics. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. When it's Dragon Ball Z, it's such a pivot point for the series. Um, and, you know, I'm really interested in this idea of compulsive comic book ma comic making because I'm, I'm working on that daily strip right now, that Switchblade Shorties thing. And you got to get a strip done a day. And he's got to do a 17-page comic every every week. And the conceit of Dragon Ball at the beginning is like, okay, there are these seven Dragon Balls, and you have to uh, get them all together, and then you could like ask for a wish or whatever. So that gives you a lot of storytelling possibility. But after you get the Dragon Balls a couple of times, like you you can't keep going back to the well. So he, he drastically changes things, and, and Goku is really an alien, and he's a Saiyan warrior, and then, you know, the other Saiyans are coming to, like, hunt, hunt him down. It's, it com it's completely different from, you know, the karate tournaments of the OG. Look at that great stuff, man. I'm loving, like, watching the marker color, mm -hmm. where, you know, it's it's orange, it's a yellow, it's this pale yellow. They're so distinct. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, you know, one of the joys of this is seeing a guy who just draws like a machine and then seeing him do a bunch of drawings. Could we infer that Mr. Toriyama had like no time when he puts this piece together and then has maybe a little bit more time with this one? I don't know. I don't know if that's what to take away or if it's like an idea because it's not like, I think this is a striking image. In fact, if you if you give me both of those and say we're going to sell one book, 
what cover to use. I probably go use this cover because yeah. then you can identify it at postage stamp size. You yeah. get your main character looks cool. Yeah, and I'm not talking about it from that point of view. I'm talking about from like just pure pencil mileage. This one takes less time to draw than than this one, with the vehicle and the perspective and stuff. You yeah, know, draw four guys does. that you draw all the time. But I mean, how much less time with this guy? You know what I mean? Is one of these an hour and one an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah, that is the wild thing. And and man, when you watch Man Ben and you see these guys doing their work, it doesn't look like they draw any faster than you or I. It's you true. Know? It's just like four hours sleep a night. Don't see them erasing much. Um, I also marvel at the color work that a lot of these manga do, considering it's not really something they seem to specialize in. Right. You know, like I can't imagine him doing color studies for this illustration, but I really like the that green in the background on there. So. I don't know. Is it just innate? Is it honed over the the years of drawing, you know, 80 hours a week? I don't know. And they'll try things, you know, like leaving, leaving the ne white negative space out there. Uh, you see a very faint pink there. It makes me wonder what the original looked like. Like uh, doing some work and scanning in my, uh, my marker, it's not one for one. And what you look at on the paper is not what the printed page yeah, no doubt. looks like necessarily. And these are all fresh illustrations. They they are not like the title pages of the uh, chapters from from within or anything. You know, it's completely fresh drawings. Those are great comparisons of what you're saying because look how different those two are. Completely different. Yeah, man. I really love seeing that space used this way. And you know what is nice about this? It's the same size pretty much on every one of these covers. So you get that exercise in every single art school ever is do a hundred drawings at this side, you know, in, in these squares. Right. And that's what you kind of get to see a master doing here. Isn't he just a master of just like that clear, clear line with these vehicles and stuff. It just, it's so good. It, it's so perfect. And they look so three dimensional. They like do all the vehicles that he draws. I might like them more than the figures. This, this was the, the, the thing, like whenever, I don't know about you, man, but I but I took that little tour in tenth grade to go to Votech mm -hmm. and uh, see what that's about. I want to draw comics, so like, uh, can I can I manipulate this shit into my universe? And there were the kids who were like the industrial designers who were doing like their card designs with the Copic markers. It was the first time I saw Copic markers, probably Prismacolors, but uh, doing this kind of thing with the highlights and all that. Now that you say that, I remember vividly of like Art Institute touring that because it was almost like one of the commercial illustration applications for that kind of art was cars, cars, bikes, that kind of thing, like high-end, you know, products that you were doing renderings of. And it was like that with markers, with the highlights, you know, it was almost like, how realistic can you make this car look? And it totally feels like this. Like he's drawing the cars like you might a character, but in terms of rendering, it's like, man, that's, that's, I saw this kind of stuff, totally. you know, going through those schools. Isn't it a wild choice? Like you would never think to draw the back part of something like that and i bet it's a tougher drawing and i wonder if that's what he's getting into like this is so much tougher of a drawing and you guys will appreciate that because like there are times where that's in my mind where it's like oh man this is it, it's the thing that happens when you post stuff on instagram and it's a piece that you really toil away at and you get you know 500 likes and then you do something that's kind of like more dashed out but clearly people respond to it much more um because it's like, that's, it's very curious. You would never think to do that. And I don't think that one editor would ever say, yeah, this is this is what you do for, for this one. Keeping the number motif, by the way. Yes. And again, a complete different approach to this cover than this one. Right. 
and some of it looks wet like uh we might be getting into watercolor background yeah definitely could be see if you're doing if you're doing cars like is this not the angle that you use manipulating the uh the square in a different way too by yes. giving you giving yourself two two images to play with love it once again man you do you do 50 of these that's what you start to do then i love the marker treatment on the on that alien i love that alien yeah all those black dots and stuff on his skin perfect fantastic straight from uh al williamson but then toriyama it's like okay but you get your like little uh deuce coupe or whatever the fuck but now we're going to invent some vehicles and it has that like isometric you know it has the dragon quest world map type background that clear line this this guy like he really evangelizes me with that clear line because because yes. like when you think clear line you think erge and that european stuff you know juice swart and shit. but but those guys never never draw like hyperbolic fighting and like action stuff it's pretty tepid but he has the clear line and gives you a bombast you know it's fascinating too like this could have just just red just a flat background color yeah but now let's let's draw that aerial shot yeah it's fascinating and the, and the other thing that you can't sleep on when it's when it's the uh what do you call it like the complete 42 volumes is uh he there's a tapestry of images that goes across the entire 42 and it started from volume one so he he's planning that drawing out and working on it over a, a decade that's pretty wild that's very fun yeah that's one i wouldn't be surprised if the um publisher has some some idea on you know like hey man do do like one drawing right we'll wrap that around the spine yeah because like they when, when i went to visit shoeisha the publisher of shonen jump and the publisher of of these tanko bon uh they they believe in their big hits they they really really do like uh the editor-in-chief sat me down and we were going through the the magazine and he was talking about the philosophy of like where they place things within the magazine and uh you know this the the front page the very first strip you you'll try something new out or maybe or maybe you know it's like one piece gets that the further back you get the closer to cancellation you get and he looked at me and he said oh does one piece will never be in the back It'll never be in the back. So uh, Dragon Ball, I mean, that was, Shueisha believed in that. It was a huge hit. So you can bet that it's not going to get canceled before you finish your, your big tapestry or something. See, now something that simple, it's it's a thicker line. It looks like it might have even been drawn smaller and blown up. I think that there's, I think that there's tells here. And there will be times at like the uh, chapter breaks. So well, I guess it would be in like the regular issues, um, at the, on the tail, on the uh, table of contents, it would have their names and stuff, and then like a little sentence. And he, sometimes his sentences would be like, I, "I got the flu," "Oh no," that type of thing, and that could be uh, that sort of thing because we could agree that this and this. Yes, those you know, if there, if there was any doubt about the speed of a drawing, uh, I think that uh, this is a good example. But you know what? I look at this and I think, did he have a different drawing? And the editor went, "You know what? Don't love it." Mm-hmm. And and it's like, well, here's a you know, just an iconic quick. That that did this while we're ha while you're telling me you don't like the other one. Here's here's a replacement. That is a that is there's a big point to that man because the the editor is a contributor 
nearly as much as as the creatives involved like the the editor's job is is literally to do that it's a substantive position unlike a lot of our system where it's copy editing you know making sure you you you, you dot your i's and cross your t's you have to impress these editors and uh when we talk manga and we know the schedule and and how Toriyama has to do 17 pages every week that is not seven days of drawing uh very often now I bet that they use the word rookie out there very regularly and it's like rookie cartoonists um that is not what Toriyama was he already had a very popular series before this completely trusted by Shueisha so I bet when he turned in his name to the uh editor I bet it got approved pretty quick or there might be a little back and forth and he gets to go off and get busy but there could be three days of that seven day week spent on just nailing down the story and mm-hmm. what's going on in on each page it could be that much time uh to which you have four days to draw the comic and when you get down to that crunch time that's that period of time when the uh the editor is kicking it at your house and he's chilling watching tv and the second you put the final fucking pen marks down he's taking it he's hopping on a train or catching a cab taking it to the plant to to go get printed they're very 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 involved and we have a shoot interview with felipe smith who had a uh, uh a series called Pipachu in, in in morning magazine from kodansha and he tells a story about how you know, sometimes the editor will call him up at three in the morning and, and, and solve a storytelling problem. And, and that would require Felipe to, to, to redraw a sequence. And he would be sad about that and like, oh, fuck, I haven't been sleeping for days. But then he realizes that like the editor's doing the same work. So it's like you can't, you, you guys are all really, really going for it. You know, a big thing that would happen too with these covers is it's, it's, uh, it's Toriyama drawing what he wants. And I could bet you that we could go through every page of this volume and you ain't getting that cool blue dragon. Such a, that's a beautiful drawing. Yeah. Still going back to that Dragon Quest stuff, because that's the other thing, people. As he's doing these Dragon Ball uh, games, I mean, the Dragon Ball uh, comics and stuff, he's got the overseeing the animation. He's designing characters for, for, for video games. Like, the Dragon Quest series is much beloved. Like, it, it, it got to the point where uh, Drag, Dragon uh, Quest games had to be released on Friday because kids were calling off from school when it was released like midweek or early in the week. Like these are institutions. You know, looking at these two, I also wonder like, was he ahead of the deadline on this one? Right. Because this looks like a joyful sort of like, oh, this is something I want to draw. Look at the, you know, like there's a care to the detail in this that to me says leisure. Yeah. Compared to some 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 of the other covers that look like, hey man, it's it's due. I, we're ready to go to print. I think that like, uh, all speculation on my part but it does feel like if you look at you know you look at 30 of these drawings you can sense that it's like you're in different places on some of these yeah just thinking about all this stuff man it, working on hip-hop family tree there in the smallest way i can relate to the crunch the deadline crunch and stuff because like it was just four volumes so it's four years of which you know he probably got three of these things out in the time it took me to get one out uh, but it was a weekly strip, two pages a week, every Tuesday on a website. And then after about 40 weeks of that, I would read what I have and then try to like shore it up in like the last 10 weeks or 12 weeks of that year to uh, try to figure out what the arc is. I would just build the strip without 
have an, any arc in mind but you when you I would read 40 weeks worth 80 pages I could see like okay this is this era I'm going to focus the last five strips uh on um or the last 10 strips on this idea to kind of tie it up and create an arc and then the strips would take me seven days a week I was always down to crunch time turning my shit in on Monday night because it was never planned it was it, it just happened that like oh fuck this is super viral let me keep this going every week every week I had no buffer and then I got to, to the point where books are going to be happening and there's a lot of extra drawing I'm hand lettering the indexes and indicias and drawing covers and back matter and doing all kinds of extra stuff uh the strip takes me seven days a week now I have about 10 other pages I got to draw plus turn these things into suitable print files and copy edit where do I fit that time in and it literally was you sleep less you just sleep less for four and a half years that's a fun breakup of our square space and it feels real sensible right like play the hits like you know you're winding things down it's a much thicker volume than than all the, all the other volumes that that we looked at so I think uh it's getting to be you know it's getting to be time they, they could see the light at the end of the tunnel so play the hits get all the big big guys in there on on one cover and then uh this is this is our finale the volume number 42. it's pretty cool too the variety of personality in these characters yeah. for being like because again if you said draw nine characters each in these little squares it'd be very easy to just be like straight on right but there's so much like low shots side shots looking down attitude personality expressed totally. in these characters that are really only part of a head right and it's it's so good it's like it's like a smug mm -hmm. arrogance to me that's like strong confidence that he's gonna fuck you up like he knows he's gonna fuck you up this guy try not to look too nervous but is not gonna he's gonna be a problem but not sure if he could beat up who he's gonna beat up i don't know about that face man a little stoic yeah, Stokes, the right word. Hamburger. <laughs> John Holmes. Maybe a little too confident. Yeah, yeah, like ready to, uh, you know, do his day's work. This is a Chihuahua syndrome. It has, has a bark bigger than his bite. Napoleon complex. Exactly. <laughs> this guy's pre-climax. About to bust that load. And then he's like, what they say about the Jizza and that Wu-Tang album, man, like... Uh, He's watching you play yourself so that he can uh, call you on it. I see so much Hewlett in this stuff, and I wonder if it's just coincidence or if it is a situation of these guys looking at each other. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I, I don't know that they looked at each other, but I think they look, looked at the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is, is uh, animation, like, like cartoon yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think that the similarities are also bolstered by the marker usage. Absolutely. But you know the the how much they communicate in their gestures and expressions yeah when we do these videos like it's always to me like what can i apply yeah and that's one of those things that i feel like everybody watching at home regardless of your level if you're trying to make drawings of characters that's something you can take mm -hmm. make those characters all say something every drawing and uh i just can't stop talking about the the, the, the clear line aspect he he knows the volume of the forms and the drapery works everything feels built really well on the cylinders and 
just just a master artist. He's a guy that comes up in conversation when I talk with Jeff Darrow fairly often. Jeff puts him up on the Mount Rushmore up there with Mobius and Otomo and you know Kirby and and like that and and I do too. And the Dragon Ball comics are the most popular as an exercise in compulsive comic making and just getting one piece done after the other. It is a heck of a ride. Uh, we started out this year, I believe, you know, when I came back from Tokyo the last time, I, I got the uh, the Art of Wall exhibit book with the big Otomo interview that, that we unpacked. And Otomo was talking about how, like, these kind of comics, it's not a story. There's a formula to it. And, uh, and, and that's where I got that idea of, like, compulsive comic making, because this is an option. This is an option. You know, you could do this and, and make very, very cool comics. And it's an option that I'm very interested interested in exploring at, at this point in my life right now. Uh, it is not, you know, a finite set of books to tell a complete middle and, you know, beginning, middle and end with definite trajectories and stuff. That would be Akira. That's an option also. Uh, and uh, as enterprising comic makers, like young comic makers, people who are going to school, you hang on the expertise of your of your instructor so much that you just can feel like they're right but then it's contradictory to like maybe your next instructor at, at some other class and it can make you um spin in circles and get very kind of confused at the end of the day there's no there's no correct answer one one is not more beneficial or sound than than the other it's kind of like pick something and bust your fucking ass and with some luck and with some eyeballs you, you might you might have a hit on your hands but there's you, you there's no one way to do things and uh and toriyama just as valid a creator as akatsuhiro otomo and he, uh people dismiss dragon ball it, it really got played out you know when we were like in the 90s and stuff uh if julio's day is the comic that i have given out the most Dragon Ball comics are the set or the second because like all my buds growing up who would have like the silk fucking shirts with the wraparound images, you know, their Kennywood outfits. I would, <laughs> hook, I would hook them up with, uh, with, uh, these Dragon Ball comics. Like, yeah, yeah that anime is kind of whack, dude. Like, why don't you read one of these? Good to go, Jim. I am. Hey, favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can let you know what new videos are uh, available. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos in our filmography, and there's a good chance we talked about some of your favorite comics. I encourage you to hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the Kayfabe YouTube channel, search for your favorite titles, and uh, check out those episodes. If, by chance, we did not talk about your favorite comics on the channel yet, you have to let us know. Do, the, do so in the comments. Let us know what those comics are, and we will push those comics a little bit higher on our to-read pile. Jimmy and I are going to be at Big Apple Comic Con uh, come December 16th. It's been years since we've been to the Big Apple, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. So, so please come through and bring your comics that we have yet to sign. We have a Patreon, and on the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon, uh, the King Kayfabers get all the videos before anybody else. And uh, w when the internet cooperates, they are hanging out with us in a live stream recording session as we uh, make these episodes, mitigates the kayfabe effect. Ultimately, the videos are brought to you by 
the books that we make. And Before You is a pretty good sample of our bibliography, but we'll get into the nitty gritty. Jimmy, let the people know what you got coming out soon. My next release is Street Angel, Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. This will be out in late November in time for a holiday gift for the uh, action comic, superhero comic lover in your life. And Street Angel, Princess of Poverty collects all the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image. And uh, get both books. It'll complete your collection. I have been self-publishing lately. True Crime Funnies number one is available on jimrug.com along with BW and 1986 zine. And if they are sold out there, you can still read them on patreon.com slash jimrug. And my contribution to the grand design history is the Hulk, which is available in limited quantities because it is sold out at the uh, distribution level. So if you haven't added Hulk grand design to your collection yet, you need to pick that up next time you hit the comic shop. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is my big one for 2023, and uh, it is going fast. Man, there's more than uh, probably 75% of this print run is gone, and stores have been re-upping. It was the number one reordered book on, on Comicron. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Thanks to stores for uh, for supporting the book. But if you even have any thought that you that you want this or you want to get it as a gift, make sure you scoop it up uh, right away. Uh, it's the best book I've made to date. 500 plus pages. 10 year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree. 50th anniversary of the culture. Scoop it up. Uh, not the last holiday release I'm going to have. Uh, coming November 14th is the X-Men Grand Design trade paperback, collecting all of my X-Men Grand Design works. Uh, a couple volumes of the, that is out of print uh, as we speak, so make sure uh, if you are missing out on your uh, X-Men Grand Design, scoop that up, you'll get it all in one. And there is a trilogy of horror comics that I have made under the Red Room umbrella, Anti-Social Network, Trigger Warnings, and coming in January is this trade paperback right here called Crypto Killers, which uh, collects my 2023 season of Red Room comics with a bunch of extras. The books are the most important part of keeping cartoonist kayfabe solvent and uh, functional. But there are some other ways to support the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good ways to support the channel. Give them those final merchandise, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.